welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb, and the gentleman sitting next to me, who recently said, I'm not smooth, they're just drunk, is Doug. Hello. That's right. That's Can not I... fair, that's out of context. It's out of context. Fair enough. I actually kind of wanted to start out with uh, mistakes I made this week. And you recently told me you'd been on a, a very long Hugh Jackman kick. I am. I was on a Hugh Jackman tear, and, um, and it started with... Um, uh, uh, movie 43 um, in which uh, Hugh Jackman has a, a set of balls coming out of his throat and the movie's really funny but I I don't know what possessed me but I was all of a sudden on this huge Jackman tear and I end up watching did uh, you just say huge Jackman tear? yeah oh and uh, by the way we're both kind of tired so um, this ought to be an interesting episode kind of tired Kind of. Well, I'm a little tired. Um, we have giant Red Bulls, so hopefully I'm... That's not a euphemism. No. Um, but yes, Hugh Jackman kick, which is so, funny because you didn't watch Les Mis. I will never watch Les Mis. But, um... Something against a musical. Um, I don't ever want to see Gladiator sing. It's, it's a... Wait, didn't you once say, what was that movie where Catwoman or Wolverine sang... Uh, no, it's the one where, um, <laughs> you know, it's that, that French movie, the Wolverine and Catwoman with no hair, or something, or Catwoman with short hair, whatever it was, and yeah, it was Les Mis. Okay, I'm sorry, it's distracted. Um, yeah, so my mistake was I, uh, rewatched uh, Wolverine Origin, or oh, X-Men God, Origins why? Wolverine. Oh, it's such a terrible movie. You know, you know your movie's bad when naked Hugh Jackman can't save it. No, and actually, I, we were, I, I meant to bring this point up, um, Weeks ago, and we—I uh, think—I think we never got to it. But we were talking about the naked Hugh Jackman, or something, or, or whatever. I didn't realize that was a recurring topic with us. No, well, it is now. Um, and uh, that I was like, oh, you know, it's really funny that behind the scenes. And actually, it wasn't in—I thought it was in Wolverine Origins, but I'm remembering it more specifically that I believe it was in X Men Two mm-hmm. when um, Logan escapes from uh, the Weapon X. Um, Facility. facility and he runs naked um and now in Wolverine Origins he jumps off a waterfall so I think it is in X-Men 2 that he like runs like out of a door and a bright light hits and it says like weird flashback suppressed memory okay I think I know what you're talking but about but in but behind the scenes like on set they didn't tell Hugh Jackman but like all of the like major players like uh singer and, and like all the other actors and actresses like invited their like moms and sisters to like stand like off the side of the set, and they were like hooting and hollering Aww. right when he like ran by naked. Oh, naked Hugh Jackman! And they were like, Woo-hoo! and it's like, okay, that's just really funny and awesome. Um, but yeah, no, so I watched rewatched Origin, uh, Wolverine Origin, um, oh, par- partly because you know I, I want to get jazzed for what we're invariably gonna be called the good Wolverine movie. Um, and there are three shout no at the sky moments in that. I knew there were a lot of them, but it's like now one I'm willing to I'm I'm willing to forgive two. Okay. Um, because the one where he's a kid. Wasn't that straight? That's the straight pull from the comic. That's yeah. yeah they yeah. stage it exactly as um, Jenkins and Casada's uh, Wolverine origin. Um, so I was like, okay, well that's exact staging. I, I'll that's fine. Um, the one where he thinks that um, Silver Fox is dead. They call her Silver Fox, right? I don't remember. Or the, I think they call her Kayla, but it's in the comics. It's Silver Fox. Um, 
when he thinks she's actually dead, like, it's stereotypical, so it's like, okay, that's the beat you're gonna hit. I get it. And then I, there's, yeah, like, one near the end when I think he, like, she actually is dead, or, like, when he figures out that he can't remember, or whatever. There's one right near the end that was retarded. And I was like, ugh, three? It's not, it's not, it's not a good rule of three with that one. Um... There are things that I, once again, I think don't necessarily redeem it, but I, 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 I think redeem that movie no. after the travesty that was done to Deadpool. And it's weird because Ugh. the copy I ended up getting what had had the uh, the Deadpool um, the Deadpool post credit. Okay. And it was still bad. Like it still sounds instead of him instead of it's supposed to be, like you know the the katana goes back into his arm. And it crawls over to the the head, and like you found out, there's like his mouth has been like you know, uh, like slashed open where it's not sewn shut anymore. And what they were trying to do was have him break the fourth wall like Deadpool would. And he goes shh, and you're like, oh, you're not supposed to tell anyone. Well, it still sounds like his head has sprung the leak, like an old basketball. Like it's f- fucking ridiculous. Um, I much prefer the when he's it cuts to him being in Japan and they go, "Are you drinking to forget?" And he goes, "No, I'm drinking to remember," which I think is a fantastic line. I mean, I think it's a great line. Um, the only thing that, like I said, the movie can't be redeemed, but there are some good takeaways. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I am mispronouncing his first name. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, but Liv Schreiber um, as Sabretooth was. Awesome. Yes, he was phenomenal in that. It's too bad that the movie didn't, you know, live up to his performance. Um, Especially the bathroom scene when he's looking at his claws. The bathroom scene when he's looking at his claws. Oh, Wolverine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was funny. The CGI on that. Oh, it was. It was really bad. I know. I noticed that. Where I was like, they look like. Okay, I know they're fake. Like Hugh Jackman doesn't really have adamantium claws, but they looked really. I mean, they looked like a kid's Halloween costume. It was bad. Um, I mean, and it's obvious that you can have better-looking ones. They had better-looking... Miller on fucking Anthony Chesselneck. The fuck that? Like, well, yeah. Just T.J. Miller with random Wolverine claws. It's great. No, but I mean, like, they had better claws in the X-Men trilogy, which I did... Yeah, we've mentioned that the Wolverine is going to be... It's a sequel to... Um, or it's in the X-Men vein. It's, it's just it's, one of those... They've said it's a sequel to X-Men 3, not a sequel to Wolverine Origin. It's just one of those things where you keep expecting them to be like, look, guys, we're sorry about that Wolverine thing. Now here's this. Well, it's funny because Marvel learned that audiences will forgive you for making a bad movie. The, the fans forgave them for Ang Lee's Hulk, which I wasn't a big fan of. It. The two things I can say... Um, I think there are three things I like about it. One, it was... The cinematography was amazing. I mean, it was... The cinematography was fantastic. It was yeah, shot beautifully. Yeah, you think about that as his follow-up to Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Um, that... The scene where he's... Uh, Hulk versus the tanks was actually really, really cool. Which they used in every commercial yeah. and sizzle reel. And yeah, but it was and... so worth it. And then um, the part where... Um, when um, Nick Nolte, uh, they've captured him, and he's like the world's worst absorbing man. Um, well, that's the character he was supposed to be, was the absorbing man. Um, Crusher Krell, if you will. Um, which you'll have to, because that's his name. 
Because um, these are real people to me. And uh, But no, it's when uh, Nick Nolte is like, you know, they're, him and Eric Bana are like, you know, sitting across and they're going to like blow him up with the like jet engine, which is like, why, why, okay, you're going to blow him, that doesn't make any sense, but... No, um, he'll just get knocked out by the jet engine, and then he'll be in a coma. The Hulk would, switch, yeah, the Hulk... No, and then they'll switch faces with him and John Travolta, because John Travolta has to go into the prison and get the information from his brother. The incredible broke-back face-off? <laughs> Sorry, it's that scene in Face Off where, uh, originally, Nicolas Cage, like, gets knocked into a coma, involves a jet engine, and I'm like, yep. I just thought it was so bizarre. I love Face Off. Fuck off. I like uh, Face Off, too. I just thought it was really John was first American film. That and the fucking reveal on his daughter the first time when she turns around and she has that terrible eyeliner on. You're supposed to be like, oh, she's dark and troubled. And I'm like, ooh, she needs a makeup lesson. <laughs> but, uh. Face off. Face off. Crisscross. Um. What is it? When it's like, you want to take his face off? Face off? And I'm like, yes, that's the name of the movie. Please stop saying it over and over again. That and the fact that they think that John Travolta and Nicolas Cage have even vaguely similar builds. They expo- No, they do the whole. Because someone was bitching to me about that movie. Like, they don't even fucking look alike. They and don't I'm like, have to I'm like, look but alike. like, they put the like plastic like underneath the face so it fills it out. I'm like, I'm they, talking about their physical builds, not their facial structure. They say they do like endoplasty and all that crap, and they have like body hair plugs, which is gross. But. <laughs> but it's more just Nicolas Cage's shoulders, John Travolta's shoulders. No. Mm-mm. All right. Just saying. It's still a fun movie. I, um, I love that movie. But my, my There's th- a few parts of it that tick me off, like the whole hand over the face thing with the kid. But anyways. Oh, that was so cheesy. That and the, I don't need the scar anymore. Yeah, oh, well, you knew that was coming. You can take it back. Yeah, that was shit hey. Um, for some reason, I'm still okay with it. Just like, you know, him getting his kid dying while he got shot on, what was it, a carousel? I think it's one of those that's so bad it comes around. Of course it's a carousel, or it wouldn't be, like, you know, emotionally poignant. And why are there doves in the church? But for some reason, you said emotionally poignant, and I started seeing that scene again in my head with the sad Hulk walking away music playing. Exactly. So oh, yes. we're back to the Hulk again. So back to the Hulk. Nice yeah, job. Five. So yeah, and the, the third takeaway from that is when so when uh, Banna and Nolte are sitting in front of like the jet engine ready to be incinerated, and Nolte like Nolte's like you know whatever like you have all this power, and like you know what do you do with it? And Nolte goes and flails like he's being electrocuted, but like like it's ridiculous. He does this like a retarded kid giving sparklers move, and it was like the like most inappropriate time to laugh and it was just like what the hell was that <laughs> like it was like someone had put like a thumbtack on the chair and told him to sit down like it it's was bees bees oh that'd be a great sci-fi movie Nick Nolte versus bees would it be like the end of Wicker Man except a whole movie new Wicker Man not old Wicker Man yeah, yeah okay I was like wait what Nicolas Cage Wicker Man I'd rather see Season of the Witch Still haven't seen that. Still haven't seen that. Well, what was uh, the other Hugh Jackman you wanted? To the other Hugh Jackman. Oh, real. Oh, re- Steel. I did. Wa- and I, then I rewatched Real Steel, which I still have not seen. It's Robot Rocky. It's so good. Like it looks. It looks so how dumb. A robot can overcome adversity. No, it's the strength of the human spirit. No, it really. It sounds so stupid. Like the premise right. of the movie sounds so loud. bad. Yeah. The strength of the human spirit and Robot Rocky. I. But if you see it, it makes it's like. 
I don't cry, but I kind of get like a little choked up. Where I'm like, yeah, like. Okay, I want you to imagine them pitching this story at Disney. Okay, guys, now stay with me. Now, what I want to do is Robot Rocky. No, 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 wait, just, just keep listening. It's going to be about the triumph of the human spirit. No, 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 stay with me. It'll be like Finding Nemo, except with robots and not animated. Except there's no little kid that he's searching for, but he is going to find himself. No, and he finds the kid. Like, it. I don't know about the Nemo. I'm not sure I... I was just kind of pulling the oddest, most nonsensical one that I could. And it's a, and it's a really strange soundtrack by Danny Elfman. Like... It's kind of a weird one-off soundtrack where I'm like, interesting. All right. Since Danny Elfman needs a new houseboat. Yeah, really. He needs. It's, he he's... actually does seem like the kind of guy that would own a houseboat, doesn't he? Or three. No, I'm just saying he seems like the kind of guy that would be like, I don't want to live with these people anymore. I'm going to go live in international waters. Exactly. And, and send like Morse code messages to Tim Burton. I just imagine them both having telegrams because they seem like the type of people that have telegram machines. Actually, I was thinking of him like, just, re- just um, recording like yeah. nonsensical uh, ramblings or him singing to himself and sending it off to the other guys at Oinko Boinko for them to make an album. I just... I imagine him, like... Like, whenever like someone says no to him, getting like really frustrated and just, like really having an inappropriate freak out of no one knows who he is, where he's like, I'm Danny fucking Elfman! Do you know who I am? It's like, I wrote The Simpsons! Like, he just has this, like, completely inappropriate, unfounded freakout, like, every five minutes. Like, if, like, the burger doesn't look like the picture at McDonald's, like, he, like, flips out over, like, the tiniest things. And that's his go-to is, like, I'm Danny fucking Elfman! You know why you love Edward Scissorhands? I'm the reason! Because my music made him endearing! Johnny Depp, Johnny who? Although, frankly, I bet Danny Elfman's probably pretty mellow for the most part. You know, I'm actually... Nobody works with Tim Burton that much if you can't put up with its serious, rational bullshit. Well, and you know what's weird is um, I, I'm glad that uh, Johnny Depp is not getting typecast in the new Tom Hanks movie where he is on a cruise ship and gets attacked by pirates, and it's not Johnny Depp. I'm happy that he didn't get typecast in that. Well, yeah, because, you know, he can only play a pirate now. After the failure that was The Tourist, he's been typecast as a pirate. The Tourist was... Oh, God, the ending was so shitty. So shitty. They did have his Johnny Depp needs a new houseboat. <laughs> yeah, it was like one of those, you don't need the money, Johnny Depp. Come on. I actually... See, I have a theory on that, because I believe that was shot right around the same time that his relationship with his... A basic wife of 14 years was falling apart, so it's like the Samuel L. Jackson thing. I'm making this movie because I can't stand to be home with my wife. And he had such a fairy tale like life with that, where it's like, yeah, with the France met a supermodel, we're in love, and it's like. Now we've well, got two awesome kids, and we've been together forever. Yeah, and it's like, okay. Um, so yeah, that was my Hugh Jackman rant uh, or uh, Hugh Jackman kick. Um, I'm trying to think if I've watched anything with Hugh Jackman in it recently that wasn't. Wolverine, which I watched because I have it on a disc with a bunch of other things, and I fell asleep while watching something else on the disc. And the, oh, and they, and they, and I, okay, I know Wolverine's kind of. This is me being a giant nerd, where, or giant her than I usually am, but it's like. Okay, I know that they're doing the whole thing where like the Wolverine's going to be in the same quote unquote cinematic universe as the X Men trilogy, and they're kind of ignoring. Um, 
Wolverine origin. But, like, the inconsistencies in some of these stories where it's like, how can a company like Marvel, who put together these these awesome building blocks to to bring the Avengers, like, it's like, yes, there's continuity between Iron Man and the Hulk and Captain America and Iron Man 2 and Thor, and that leads into the Avengers. Winter Soldier. Winter, oh, have you seen the new, have you seen the new concept art of them fighting? Yes, I have. Fuck, I got hard. Um, anyway, um... (laughs) That was the same side my dick made. It was a happy... It wasn't a happy noise. Oh. Um, <sighs> but, um... So... Uh, I totally lost that after I got hard for Winter Soldier. Um, it was about the continuity problems yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. after like, they managed to uh, but sew like, together all of the Avenger movies. Yeah, it's like... And I know that Wolverine was at before that, but it's like, they have those mass inconsistencies where it's like... Um... Professor X pops up at the end of Wolverine Origin and he can walk. Well, that doesn't work with First Class. And, like, uh, they have Emma Frost, who is Silver Fox's sister, which makes no sense. Um, but she's got diamond skin. Once again, shitty graphics. Yeah, comparably to, the ja- oh to when they, what they do with J- uh, January Jones in First Class. But it's, like, it, it's one of those where I, I really want the Wolverine to pull, kind of pull a Highlander. And what I mean by that, which leads me Listen, to... Listen, guys, we're sorry about this movie. Yeah, like... Yeah. And, and it's weird, because I watched the, the... I don't know why I decided to put myself through this, but I watched the trailer for the new Riddick, <laughs> and they they totally... Which I'm pu- going to love. They, they pull a fucking... They pull... Um, they pull a Highlander. I thought it was a prequel. Um, I don't know what it is, but it looks exactly like Pitch Black. I mean, it looks... Like, he's on a planet, and there are Fucking creatures. creatures in the dark, where it's like... Oh my god, I loved the way the creatures looked when they finally do the reveal in Pitch Black. Cause it makes Pitch Black com- is fucking Because awesome. it makes complete sense, though. The, the way that their heads are shaped, and they're seeing with the sonar in the dark, and oh... Totally yeah, and like the way they're built, like, yeah. Um, or would have evolved, I guess you could say. Um, you can say the sonic, it's not like it's a real thing. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it, it literally looks like they're pulling a Highlander where it's like... Listen, They're guys, just ignoring that he's a... Sorry uh, about this. He's, what is it? He's a Furion or a Rageaholic or whatever it is? Okay, it is Furion. Is, is it a Fury? And it's like... It's like, well, that means he's got super strength and he's like invulnerable to like whatever it, necromancy and you're like, don't give him fucking superpowers. Okay, first of all, they're necromongers. Necromancy is something completely different, which we could discuss for hours, but it would just take me back to the Venture Brothers. Okay. Right, gotcha. Second of all, I believe this is a prequel. So... The Riddick is going to be a prequel to... I believe it's a prequel. No, but is it going to be a prequel to... Because there's only... Cause it's There's Pitch Black... There's and a then small the... animated short, which is actually pretty good. But it's and then pitch... there's Chronicles of Riddick. Which happens after... Yeah, because it's got the, the girl comes back. Yeah. Jack. I'm glad that she came back, but it was, like, in a really dumb way. I mean, Actually, not, not that I'm going to say there's anything intelligent or even good in Chronicles. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> like, We're going to have to stop discussing this. Because I've tried to convince you about Chronicles. Good points, and you and I are just... I just kept expecting to hop in, like, a sports car. <laughs> and that has Thelia Newton in it. She's really fucking hot. Who? Oh, the female lead in that, Ellie Newton. Oh, I don't. I don't. Yeah. What else? You'd is know she if in? you saw her 
one of the Mission Impossibles. Um, I skipped a bunch of those. Run, Fat Boy, Run with Simon Pegg. Seen it, but I don't remember it really well. It's not important. Anyways. Uh, so I did actually start rewatching A Guilty Pleasure this week that you kind of got sucked into when I saw you a few days ago. Absolutely. I've been rewatching Tarpoint Duck, and this shit is awesome. It's so good! Like, some of it's like, okay, this is obviously aimed at kids. kids. But some of it's not. Some of it's just obviously the writers entertaining themselves. Well, he's like the Batman of animated animals, like... It's just Cape, his gadgets, like I said, no superpowers. Like I said, the villains are always so funny, too. Oh, I meant to look up what the name of the water dog was. Oh, see, we, we keep trying to figure that out. The one that he ends up dating Morgana, you know, the Mor- hot, I was going to say, the hot female duck that looks like Bride of Frankenstein. Morgana Le Fink with her pet bats. Yes. And Squeak and squack or whatever their names something are. Something ridiculous like that. And then you have Dr. Bushroot, who's got Spike, the little almost like man-eating plant dog. Negaduck was always one of my favorites. Quack, uh, Quacker Jack. Was who's in the pilot? Is it Taurus Bulba? I want to say yeah, it is Taurus Bulba in the pilot, which I don't know if he makes another appearance. Uh, was, he does. The yes. one that was supposed to be the Cajun guy, something Jambalaya. Jambalaya Jake. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't believe I just pulled that out of my ass. Because well, it's it's just one of those things where you remember it. He was like, if how I don't know how well you remember. I'm um, opening the giant Red Bull. I don't remember. I don't know how well you remember. Um, the Ninja Turtles franchise, but he was like the leatherhead of Darkwing Duck. I don't remember the Ninja Turtle franchise very well, other than the fact that for some reason, if they dressed in regular clothes and wore a hat, people didn't think they were weird looking. Yeah, like Ben Grimm. <sighs> Gotta know what a crumpet is to play cricket. It's clobber in time. It's what was the fucking joke we were gonna do with that? Oh wait, I totally remember that. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> it, it's it's off record. Because it's, it's going to be something that's going to pop up on a future episode. Okay, if we remember anything from today. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, uh, however, I went back and rewatched Darkwing Duck, and I was afraid that it wasn't going to be as awesome as I remembered, because it's been a really long time, and I remember loving that show. Because that was one I'd watched when I got home from school when I was little. And now, yeah. now I enjoy it just as much now as I did then. And how... I think we were talking about this when I, I stopped by a couple days ago, but um, I have... I, I have... Um, like a top three episodes of Darkwing Duck, it's it's that. I haven't made it. To maybe not influential, but I mean, it's it made its mark on me. Where I'm waiting for you to get to. Um, if there's any hardcore people out there that would know, um, the dark the Dark Warrior Duck episode is. You know those hardcore Darkwing Duck fanatics. They like to dress there's gotta up be. There's to like cons. yeah. There's like three of us. Oh on my it. god! We should dress up as Darkwing Duck characters and go to Comic Con. How would we get away with not wearing pants? I'm going to think my way out of this one. Oh, this ought to be interesting. How would we get away with Well, I'd have to wear, like, duck-bottom pants. No, it's funnier if you don't. Just have my dick swinging out? Well, it is Comic-Con. My friend's daughter is into cosplay. I bet she would help us make the costumes. I used my real name. I just—I didn't realize that was your real name. I just thought you were into cosplay. I am not into costume play. Is that Dr. Orpheus? Uh, no, it's when the monarch is out with Jolly Rancher 24. 
in, I think it's season two of Venture Brothers. Jolly Rancher 24. Remember, he's out on the date with her, and they meet up with Phantom Lim and uh, Dr. Girlfriend at the restaurant. Oh, right, 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 right. I, I'm mistaken that for the one where uh, the monarch has the, has the prostitute. Prostitute. Where, what was that? Is that your uh, prostitute siren? No, no, that was uh, Frank and Venture. Oh, sorry, Venturestein. Mmm. Ah, uh, Venturestein. I like his comeback as like a Che I Guevara. love that Venturestein came back, and that he's basically running an asylum for us. Uh, for creatures. For mad scientist experiments, yeah. Turns out the jungle is a place where lots of mad scientists do and their that And that actually had a bunch of uh, Ninja Turtle, like, references with, like, the, yeah, with, like, the mutant animal people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were, there were a I couple. I thought it was more of an island of Dr. Moreau thing. It was a bit of both. I mean, there was no, you know, guy playing a piano with a guy playing a smaller piano on top, but... Uh, oh, we go. Is it weird that, like, Marlon Brando looked really shitty in Moreau, and then it ended up, like, years later... Val Kilmer looked like he ate Marlon Brando. The neck, man. Nobody wants Val Kilmer neck. Though I heard Val Kilmer's really funny. I guess he's on the, like, season finale, or I don't know if it's a series or season finale of, um, that show that Ricky Gervais does with, um... An Idiot Abroad? No, the uh, one he does with Willow, um, with Warwick Davis. Life's Too Short, I think it's called. It is called Life's Too Short. Or something like that. I cannot believe but I just called him Willow. Well, apparently, like, that was the whole thing. It was like, it's... Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer and everyone's like oh it's a fucking kind of half-assed Willow reunion can I tell you that Willow is one of the I'd say yeah one of the three major things that make me like like long-haired men for a very long time in my life that interview the vampire and Fabio nope Highlander the series not the movie ooh Adrian Paul yeah he was dreamy I like that. Re- Trying to rewatch Highlander, doesn't hold up well. The show? Mm-hmm. Fuck no, the show doesn't. No, but it's I, weird. I because... tried to rewatch Highlander; it wasn't good. But the guy that played Mythos keeps popping up, like in other stuff. Like he's in X Men too. Hmm. He plays like the like Striker's like right hand man. And I was looking, I'm going, okay, it's not Adrian Brody. Who the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, it's totally Mythos from Highlander the series. Yeah, like I said, no, it does not hold. Obviously, up I was a huge fan of the show. Yeah, no, I, le- I used to, I was, like I said, that was one of the other things that made me love long-haired men for a very long time, but I used to watch that show all the time when I was little. The movie wasn't bad when they combined the show and the movie. I think it was I the fourth one. I don't think I saw that one. I have the original Highlander, because for some First, reason I, I was going to say I have to own all movies that Queen did the soundtrack for, i.e. Highlander and Flash. That's that it. it. Do you know the name of the uh, the Queen album that was... Because they didn't put out the I Highlander the soundtrack. Huh? That was the joke, sorry. Go ahead. They didn't put out, like, Highlander the soundtrack. Queen put out an album that was all the songs from Highlander. No, I don't know the name of it. I had it. Although I have to tell you, man, do I get the, the, the theme song from Highlander the series by Queen, Princess of the Universe, stuck in my head all the time. Do you really? Here we are. Born to be kings, we're the princes of the, the universe. universe. Oh my god, I do remember that. Yeah, see? Then you go into the, I am immortal, I have within me blood of kings. Yeah. No, see? It's going to be in your head for days now. Fuck, no, I'm totally going to YouTube it later. It's like, I remember he's like, I have the blood of kings. I was going to say, because I had a really good queen box set, and that was on there. Did and it so have... I used to listen to it a lot when I was working over at Netherworld. 
they, the album was um, It's a Kind of Magic and I remember the thr- God, it, I hate that song so much it was on it was um, but uh, there's a song where it's like Don't Lose Your Head and it was like so on the nose where it's like Don't lose your head Oh Your head Don't lose it It was like the Skyfall fucking Highlander songs like it was fucking ridiculous. But they did. They. I was always said Queen didn't do more soundtracks because that one and Flash Gordon are just fantastic. Flash. Whoa. Uh-oh. And you can't say Flash Gordon without hearing that in your head. No, no, you can't. No, I can't. Also, another thing. Every time I watch Flash Gordon, I think to myself, it's really a shame Timothy Dalton never did a version of Robin Hood. Didn't he? No, Timothy Dalton never did a version of Robin Hood. But that's what I think of every time I see him in the outfit from Flash Gordon. Is there something Robin Hood-esque about that outfit? He'd be a decent Robin Hood. Maybe not now. Now he'd be a better, like, Sheriff of Nottingham, but... Oh, the Sheriff of Nottingham. Was that Alan Riddick in... I mean, Alan Rickman in... In Prince of Thieves? Yeah. What's the name of the guy who plays Guy of Gisborne? He was also the bad guy in The Crow. What's the name of that actor? The... Ooh, ooh, the bad guy of the crow? Yeah, he has uh, like, the really gravelly voice. Like, yeah, I don't like know. Tom Waits with a cold. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name off the top that's of my head. That's too bad, because I'm a big fan of him. I want to say Clancy Brown, but that would take us back to Highlander, and that's not, I know it's not right. Hmm. Because Clancy Brown played the Kurgan, which I'm amazed that the it's one of my favorite scenes in any movie, and I'm amazed that it never made it into we my top three. We were smoking hashish. Sorry, go ahead. It never made uh, my top three favorite movie quotes, but it's that. What's one of my favorite scenes is when uh, uh, is it? Hold on, the movie's Connor McLeod, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't give us the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's when uh, Connor and uh, the Kurgan uh, meet in the church. Yeah. Um, this is holy ground. Yeah. Well, and there, and the nuns walk by, and Kurgan goes, "Evening, ladies." I'm like air tongue fucks them like and he's got still has he has like the safety pins holding his like throat closed cause like Connor almost won at one point like and he's just in general typical 80's fucked up punk looking oh yeah he's yeah every biker from every movie like 80's he's movie he's got a little bit of Mad Max in him there they're remaking that I know um eh. pretty far along I think actually you know, as much as I don't like Mel Gibson as a human being, I'd like to see him cameo. Oh, he's going to be in um, uh, the Machete sequel. Really? Yeah, I don't know who exactly... I still want them to make Werewolf Women of the SS. I know I say this every time was we that, talk that about was Rob Zombie, right? It was. <laughs> Featuring Nicolas Cage as Fu Manchu. Yeah. They could, well, I mean, you know, they made Hobo with a Shotgun. They made, um... Well, they never did Thanksgiving or Don't. Which one was... Don't was, um... The Edgar Wright one, right? Uh-huh, and then, um... Thanksgiving was Eli... Eli Roth. Yeah, okay. The Bear Jew. <laughs> I was a big fan of Don't, just because it made me laugh so much. And Thanksgiving, because it has the scene with the topless girl on the trampoline. Oh, that was brutal when I saw that. Oh, uh, it was just like... Everyone in the theater was like, Oh! Oh! Yeah. Oh. Yes, I desperately want a full Werewolf Women of the SS by Rob Zombie. I wouldn't be surprised if Rob Zombie's got it on deck somewhere. Well, like I said, I want to see Shelly Moon. You know, it's this is Fucking isn't hate it this her. Sherry Moon? Sherry? Sherry. Yes, you're right. I do not. I do not hate her. I hated her in. I didn't see Devil's Rejects, but no, uh, I quite no, Devil's I hated Rejects. House of a Thousand Corpses so much. 
Um, I know, I get that. She just gave me this look. And it's the same look I get from everybody where they're no, like... No, sometimes you don't like things. Sometimes people rub you the wrong way. It is what it is. It just wasn't like... And I like... I mean, I like Rob Zombie. I like him as a person. I like... I like... His his first couple solo albums weren't bad. Um, and I like White Zombie. I mean, one of my all-time favorite concerts was I saw White Zombie and Pantera. I mean... Then we were waiting for Gelflings to appear. Gelfling? Um, wait, what? Another you and I were having a conversation about weird things that we'd seen at concerts, and we went to the... I mean, you and I were both at that same Cradle of Filth show, and they had... Oh, yeah, where well, they had yeah. the fucking, like, stilt rabbit things from fucking Dark Crystal, and I was like, what the shit is this? And then, like, Ribbon Dancers, it was like Jim Henson presents Cirque du Soleil. Like, it was fucking bizarre. Uh, oh, man, it was so weird. Um... So weird. Okay. Um, and they couldn't move because it wasn't a really big stage because it was at the what was it the the, was it the, the, the mammoth? Not what well, it's not the mammoth. It's the um, Fillmore. The Fillmore, and that they had yeah moved the stage so it was like smaller because remember they it used to be against of, the long wall. Yeah, I was wall. gonna say it's small, and then they had a bunch of crap, so there just wasn't a lot of yeah. Space, so like space they kind of like hobble out and then like wave at you and then like they do, and then it's, it. it's like okay creepy bunny still thing just waved at me like one I'm like this hat I'm in the grip of a fever dream like I said if I hadn't seen Guar dehydrated in an unair conditioned theater I wouldn't have been able to handle that god Guar didn't that wasn't Guar played at the Ogden a number of times yeah well they always play like around like uh, New Year's Eve it seems like when the, I saw them I remember it being October but it was an unseasonably warm October and there was no air conditioning so oh god that was the same around the same time where I went to go see once again, Cradle of Filth and Typo Negative. That's, that's there the show. There is nothing yeah. freaking funnier than A, seeing goth kids with their makeup melting off because it's so hot, and B, the stench. Oh my god, I was so glad that was before smoking was banned because all you could smell was clove cigarettes. Thank god. No, that was... Oh, that was... Mm-hmm. Was that before smoking ban? That was before the smoking ban. Way before the smoking ban. Yeah, and what was it? Uh, Peter Steele was sick and he couldn't yeah, hang, and it was yeah. yeah, and I was so but glad. It was just like I, I said, no, because it was just it, everyone was so hot. And they're sweating and sweating, and I think they actually started giving out free water just because it was so hot in there. Was that the show? I got mad they weren't serving alcohol. Oh no, that was a Bouncing Soul show. Never mind. No, that wasn't. A, yeah, it was a Bouncing Soul show. So I went for my birthday, and uh, I had mistaken Rise Against. No, I, I had mistaken. Yeah, Rise Against for against me which is not a good mistake I was very unhappy because I was like oh yeah like Diamond Bouncing Souls and I thought it was against me which I like but against or rights against socks so like they start playing I'm like oh no this is totally the wrong band and it was like right around my birthday and I'm like I'm gonna go get drunk and they uh (laughs) bless you sorry and uh yeah, this, I remember there was a very weird period of time where they had these super strict, odd alcohol laws for mixed shows. Yeah, yeah, because it was like a 60 and over show, so I went to go get like a beer or something or like a whiskey. I don't like remember when they modified those, but I remember there was a few years there where it was just, they had these super weird strict liquor laws, and it was just a giant pain in the ass. Oh, God. Well, so I get, yeah, I go up to the bartender, and this is when I coined one of my most infamous lines, is um, I go up to the bartender, and I was like, yeah, I need you know, like, a beer and a whiskey or whatever it was. And they're like, we're sorry, like, we're not serving alcohol. No liquor, it's, bro. Yeah, no liquor, bro. Um, and, um, 
I was like, are you, are you serious? And they're like, yeah, it's 16 and over. Like, we, we're not, we can have some water or a Coke. And I'm like, I literally, I don't know what position. I was just like, oh, horseshit. And we just walked away. I didn't realize that we were in an Old West saloon. Oh, yeah. Did, you never heard me say, oh, horseshit when we worked together? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, I would, again, there was a while really, I would say I it. I guess, but then again, you were rarely angry around me or, and I pretty much never No, I said it in a funny way, too, like. It was that and Although, the... Oh, I remember for, a, like, the first half of the month that I worked with you, you were just sad because of stuff with you and Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte and I probably had just broken up. Yeah, yeah, and all you wanted to do was listen to Dire Straits and feel sorry for yourself. Dire Straits and Jets to Brazil. Oh, oh man. Uh, I was a sad, sad little... Bunny? Yeah, I was a sad bunny. I was a sad panda. I had to go panda. Well, speaking of... Things that you've been stuck on, I unfortunately have been reading. What does that? What does that mean that I've been stuck on? Like I'm. Cute st- Grant. Okay. Yes, yeah, okay. so we did originally start talking about Cute Grant. No, yeah, I got you. Uh, I've been reading way too much Dean Koontz lately, because I've been reading the Frankenstein series. Right. Eh, it's kind of going downhill, but I feel obligated to finish it. However, so you and I both different. watched the Odd Thomas movie, which doesn't come out for another couple months. Fuck. Now people will know. Hey, we're on, you know, we're media entities. We might get screeners. I mean, yes. But yeah, you and I both watched the Autonomous movie. I've read the books and you have not. Correct. I'd like your opinion on the movie first. I thought it was... I actually recommended it to a friend last night and said, it's like Constantine done right. Um, I can definitely see why you would say that. Yeah, I mean, the the character, Odd Thomas, um, obviously not as hard-edged as the John Constantine character, um, but just the, the kind of supernatural detective-y vibe to it. Well, it's like he can see the dead. The yep. dead can't talk. Right. He can also see these creatures called Bodics. Yeah, or, yeah. Which are almost like the little gravelings in uh, Dead Like Me. Where I was going to say, in the movie, they... What did I say they reminded me of when we were talking? It was, um... They reminded me of... They kind of reminded me of the... Which is weird, because we're talking about Constantine. But they reminded me of, like, the, like, skulking demons when uh, he goes to hell Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Where, like, yeah. they don't have any eyes, and they're just, like, kind of teeth and sinews. Although, I was going to say, they actually did do a pretty good... Uh, I was going to say, pretty good version of kind of translating description of them from the book to the movie. Except, I know, because you texted me about this. I was talking about the Bodics. Oh, oh, oh. I was going to say, um, the Bodics, they did do a pretty good job translating from the book to the movie, and they're supposed to be kind of little demon entity creatures that kind of feed off your sorrow and misery uh-huh. out of the death. And so, you know, he sees them starting to gather before a specific, specifically bad, really, you can't tell when I'm tired, specifically bad um, incident. It's, it's like, you know, a car crash won't draw them, but a horrific car crash with a fire that kills a few people definitely will. Yeah. So, like I said, I actually quite enjoyed it. There was a few things that irritated me about it, but I could see why they didn't make it to the movie. Patton Oswalt plays a character that you and I were talking about called Little Ozzy. He's not fat enough. Yeah, it's an ironic nickname, from what I'm to gather. Well, it's called Little Ozzy because he's his father's Big Ozzy. Okay. But yes, um, Little Ozzy, and in in the book he's a 400-pound author who's written a whole bunch of different kinds of books who's kind of a, a confidant and a closest, one of the closest friends to Odd Thomas. And in the movie, they only have him show up as a bit part. 
to, uh, I was going to say, a bit part to give a piece of very odd jewelry to Odd Thomas. I can't believe I said Odd Jewelry and Odd Thomas in the same sentence. That's all right. Um, like I said, and I can see why his character wouldn't really translate that well from book to movie, because it's, it's one of those things where you only have so much time in a movie to convey X amount of information. But yeah, I really, really liked um, Willem Dafoe in the movie. Yeah, I mean, having not read the books, having, like, no preconceived notions, like, I honestly, I didn't even know, I thought Odd Thomas was a nickname. I thought his name was Thomas, and he's Odd. Mm-hmm. But his name is actually Odd. Odd Thomas. Yeah, like... In the book, they talk about his mother telling him two different things. One, that it was supposed to be Todd. And they just they, never got around they to They say that it. in the movie, I think. Actually, in the movie, they reference that his mother insists he's supposed to be named after an uncle that his that her sister married named Dode, who was supposedly Czechoslovakian uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his dad insists that he's always supposed to be named Odd. Okay. And they, they did actually kind of mess up a little bit his relationship with his parents because his mother is fucking crazy, but she doesn't see the dead like he does. Which is, in, you know, I was going to say, which is implied in the movie that she does. That she has the gift to or whatever. Yeah, the, and his dad is just a narcissistic, douchey egomaniac. Because his parents are gone in the movie. They're, I was going to say, he has conversations with both of them in the book. And the book actually follows the story pretty well. You are correct in that his girlfriend, beautiful actress. Can't fucking act. Not a great actress at No, all. so wooden. Yeah. Oh, it's so stilted. Yeah. But really pretty. <laughs> You're really pretty. Like, I just want to make out with her. Like, but I wouldn't put her in any other movies. <laughs> You're so pretty. Like, it's one's like, if you could act, like, you'd be on a hot... Tr- like, if she could have actually acted... She'd be on the hot track the same way with, like, I'd put her up with, like, Brie Larson, Alison Brie, Audrey Plaza. Um, you know what I mean? Like, those, like, young, cute actresses that are, like, they're going to... They're going go, they're gonna, places, kid. They're going places. Which is funny, because I was just telling someone how much I want to make out with Audrey Plaza. But, um... But, yeah, not, not a great actress. No. God, no. And she's not terrible. But it, it's like... It's like she's doing a table read while she's doing the scene. Like, she's just not truly present in the moment. It's one of those things where it's like, you can blame that on a bad director, but everybody else did fine. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, if everyone else is doing all right, and it makes her stand out. Like, that's what I told you. I was like, you know, it it just, it makes it... Now, what did you think of the casting? Because the guy that plays Odd Thomas, who's uh, Anton Yelchin, I believe his name is... Mm -hmm. I liked him in everything that he's done. I loved him in the remake of Fright Night. I liked him in Terminator Salvation. I liked him. Who was he? Oh, he was Reese. Yeah, Yeah. I like to say I liked him in both of the Star Treks. Yeah. No, like I said, I liked him in everything he did. Um, The only thing I had to say is, in my head, he's a little physically small to be Odd Thomas, but that was just my mental picture of him. Now, see, I can see him kind of being like a skinny. Well, no, it's no, it's just like I said, it's just because he's a little physically small. In my head, he. Okay, I'm just going to say it. In my head, he looks exactly like an ex-boyfriend of mine, just because of how awkward he was. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who your ex-boyfriend is, but... No, I, no, I don't want to... I was going to say I don't see don't him. Don't yeah, drop but, him. Um, yeah, like he's ever going to listen to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, in my head, he looked exactly like an ex-boyfriend of mine, so that's why he was a little physically small, but that's just because of my mental picture. Wouldn't that There's, be weird if our entire fan base was just diehard Darkwing Duck fans and, ex, and like, exes? Oh, God. 
<laughs> that would actually amuse me. Amuse me. It would, yeah. This mental image of like our exes listening and being like, can't well, be, I, I can't. I was gonna say that bastard can't be happy. I'm well, and I have, on with this life now. I have enough exes to make us a national hit. I mean, don't get me wrong, based on volume. Not smooth. They're just drunk. Not. I'm not as smooth as I think I am, but. You know, when you meet women at bars, um... I keep remembering years ago when you dated that one girl that was the hardcore right-wing Bush fan. I did? Yeah, you don't remember this? I dated a conservative? Yeah, I think it was more just because you liked getting in fights with her about her political stances. When did I date a conservative? I don't remember I don't know, you were drinking a lot at the time. I was? You sound surprised. Well, I'm not surprised I was drinking a lot, but... When did I date a conservative? But it didn't last for very long. I just remember it being really funny. Who? That's gonna drive me nuts. See, now this is funny. However, uh, just to wrap up the odd Thomas, um, I had to tell you, I continued reading the series, which is actually a fairly prolific series. I haven't enjoyed any of the books as much as I enjoyed the first the one. The first one, yeah. And it's really sad, because a lot of times when I start a series, that's the exact opposite, is that, you know, series of books, much like yeah, this sh- show, builds and gets better as they go well, along. Can, they get more like, comfortable in the character, they get more comfortable in the universe they've created, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, with this one, I and that seems to be the same thing with the Frankenstein series. I haven't enjoyed any of the books in the series as much as the first one. I, I so sure like picked with Dean Koontz anyway. Like I said, is it the Dean Koontz thing where he's like, you've struck oil, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only Dean Koontz book I've ever really outright liked is The Watchers. Well, I have to tell you, I, I, I read almost unbiasedly. I read about yeah. anything anybody gives me, and that's what happened, is I had... I'm trying to remember exactly what had happened. It's something like my computer and my DVD player broke at the same time, so I had, like, zero entertainment, and a, a work friend of mine gave me a giant box of books, and it was all sorts of random crap in there, some of which you can still find on my shelf, but one of them was Aunt Thomas. And I liked the description, and I read it, and ended up really enjoying it. I didn't think much of it until recently, when I went back and reread the books, and then started reading the other books in the series. And that's when I was going to say you pointed out to me that there was a movie coming out, and mm-hmm. you got it for me, and we both ended up watching it. I do like how they upplay his fry cook skills, because that's talked about in the book. That he's like an amazing fry cook. It's talked about in the book that since he has so much other stuff going on that only he can see and deal with. He needs a very small, kind of confined view of life. He needs the small town, he needs to not come in contact with a bunch of new people, he needs a job, like a fry cook, because the rest of his brain is occupied with so much other shit. Okay. So he needs to like compartmentalize very much a so. lot of his life. Yeah. Like I said, he just he needs a smaller universe because he has so much more to process than everybody else. Okay. Yeah. It's so big. Make it small, make it an island. It's so. Did we just jump from Man of Steel to Despicable Me? Right. I can't help it. Um, no, but it's, it's like the second book I didn't really like in the series because it was just kind of this weird romp. Although the description is in there were quite interesting because it's him trying to rescue a friend who's been kidnapped, I know. <laughs> but they're in this abandoned, burnt out casino, and so the description. So he does go to Vegas. No, no, it's on in the Indian Reservation outside of town. Oh, okay. Why wouldn't it be? I know. Which is interesting. It's in a pet cemetery. I know where this is going. <laughs> Actually, later on in the series, he does have a ghost dog. Oh, Lord. But the Tim Burton's going to direct that one. God, I hate freaking 
Anyways, but the third one, he actually becomes kind of almost so disturbed and depressed within himself, he, he basically goes into seclusion and ends up staying at this monastery for quite some time. Did you ever read um, uh, the comic Rising Stars? No. There's um, a character, it's about, uh, fuck, I'm about to lose a nerd card because I can't remember. Just, you're fucking tired, Doug, it's okay. You had to deal with the sports boys until 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, You're allowed to be dumb. Yeah, I did. And it's funny because we were up till 4 in the morning and part of it was like playing catch up with one of them I hadn't seen in a while. And it was like one of, they, one of our friends kind of peeled away from the pack and um, and uh, kind of fell away from us. And I, I was gone for that. I kind of fallen off the grid and I was like, whatever happened to him? And they're like, yeah, he went all kind of weird and whatever. And then it's weird because uh, he ended up messaging me today oh. online. I haven't checked like it. Like consciousness. Yeah, really. Um, but uh, I haven't checked it because I'm a little afraid he's going to try to use me as a tool to get back in with the others. But um, <laughs> but uh, we're some clandestine fucking That's what I was cabal. Like about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I and mean, I don't think he'd fit anyway. I mean, like, we're all, like, he's not a big sports guy. Okay, yeah, because you're a big sports guy. Well, but the thing is, he, but he's not, a, like, a nerd like a few of us are either. So it's, he doesn't really, and he's not a, I mean, he's a bad person. Like, he's not, he's not a good person to begin with. But, I mean, he just doesn't fit in our, yeah, he's, it's. Is he the Carol? The Carol? You know, whenever you have a group of friends, there's always the, who invited Carol? God damn it, I hate Carol. Yes. He's the Carol. He's your friend that nobody really likes, but is somehow always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if your group of friends doesn't have a Carol, you you're are the, the Carol. Carol. Yeah. Um, damn it, who invited Carol? <laughs> but, um, he, so it's like, he doesn't, it's like he can't fit in, not only have we, like, all just, like, moved on with life, and he's kind of an arrested development, um, but... <laughs> I know. The, the the show has kind of ruined the, that the phrase, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why? Because Arrested Development is now awesome. <laughs> it's an Arrested Development. Hey, that's the name of the show. Anyway, sorry, um, go ahead. But, like, he just he won't... Ha- no, I don't want to talk about this. Okay, like, fine, let's move on. Yeah, I mean, this this isn't what's going on with Doug today. Um, so, um, I actually <laughs> finally succeeded in something that I've been working on for quite some time. And, uh, and we were discussing this earlier in the week. Doug, do you remember the phrase that I used to get you to watch Community the first time? I'm gonna go eat space paninis with Black Hitler. And you can't stop me. And you can't stop me. Like I said, that was the phrase I used to get you to watch Community for the first time. And it worked. And how is it? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I finally got our non-turn to watch Community with me. Nice. The episode that sold him, The Law and Order Obosh. <laughs> With the yams. Oh, the one with the, like, the super nice veteran guy? Yeah, with the yams. Yeah. Yeah. We were sitting down here, I think, I got, I took him to, no, that was, yeah, no, I took him to work with me on Thursday because I needed some help, and we got back here and we're having a cocktail, and I put that on, and I finally sold him on community. That's right. Another one comes into the fold. Has God, joined the community. I love community so much. Oh, uh, it's so great. It's funny because it's... And who else can't wait for the fifth season with Dan Harmon back? It's the showrunner. I still wonder if that's because Chevy Chase left or if they got... You know what I mean? Like, it's supposed to be for a few reasons. Apparently 
only because there was bad, I was going to say there was bad, I can't say blood, but issues in friction between him and Chevy Chase and the network, but Dan Harmon also has a reputation of being a little um, into the sauce. He's a drunk, yeah. Okay. And you're like, you don't have to be polite, Deb. No. So I'm wondering if maybe he got that in hand, too, and the combination of those two things together is Plus an uneven back. season, like... Parts of the season were really good, but it was a very uneven season. The end, I mean, the beginning of the season was rocky. It, they were. It seemed like they were doing gimmicks just to do them. You know, it's bad news because he stresses himself. Addresses himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hunger Deans. The Hunger Deans. Sorry, I was just watching that episode. That's this a good morning. episode. Well, because I've been working my way through again, and I just finished season three. But the oh one, my God, the... season three, you were amazing because it had the episode where. Annie finally goes to the dreamatorium with Abed and breaks him with the other people's feelings box. Britta. No, it's Annie. Is it Annie that does that? Yeah, Annie's in the dreamatorium with Abed because Britta's out with Troy at the Mexican restaurant. That's why on their, on their, I know that. On, was that their first <laughs> it date? It was their first date. Which plays into one of my favorite episodes, the Body Switch episode, which which is the best emotionally episode like of the you're like season. Yeah. it's like it 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 kind of a weird like comparison but it reminds me a lot of um once more the feeling with buffy where it's like they did something that they wanted to do like having a body switch like or a musical episode but they did it in a way that it pushes the boundary the well it pushes the show and the characters along where That's like and you don't and you like, don't ex- it's so like good. and it, like if you watch it actually um pushes plot along instead of just kind of sitting there instead of, instead of just being a musical episode um like, I never saw it, but I imagine the Xena Warrior Princess musical episode probably didn't push any plot lines along. I was going to say Scrubs musical episode, but okay. Even, yeah, but it's like it didn't really... No, it did not move plot at all. No, but like, but having like the Body Switch episode, like, was emotionally poignant. It was like, whoa. I can't deal with this situation, so can you do this for me? Yeah. Which, one thing that's not odd, I mean, it's Jim Rash is really funny. But it's not a shock that that episode did that based on the he's won, what did he win the Oscar for the adaptation of The Descendants? It's like, yeah, okay, makes sense. It would have these, you know, kind of depressing emotional overtones to it. I love you, community. And after that, to keep him hooked on it, I immediately made him watch the episode with the, uh, them rolling the dice and all the different timelines. It's one of the best episodes. Yes, but then he also understand why I was la- understood why I was laughing so hard in the, the season three finale when Evil Abed makes an appearance. That that's when they start setting up that the timeline's gonna cross over. I have to tell you though, because of that, I now desperately want to have uh, felt goatees at any given point in time. It's like the emergency disposable monocles. I want to have an emergency disposable monocle and a felt beard. Just in case I like, I was gonna say, just in case I have an evil thought, so I can put them on. The yeah, the case of disposable monocles. I was talking about that with my friends yesterday. No, oh, I'm gonna show you. so bad, and I can't this find was, where you buy them. This was in a claw machine. I took a picture to show you. Is that evil Spock with a beard? Yep, yep. It's the mirror, mirror and Spock. It's in a. Uh, there's a picture of it. Well, yeah, one it's of those claw, claw machines, and it's Picard that's right in front of him. Yeah, Picard, and then Spock, but with the beard. Where is this? Oh, at like a King Supers or something. I didn't claw machines were still out there. Oh yeah, they're still the a thing. The claw. Oh, to animate. Wait, movies. were you doing Liar Liar or were you no, doing Toy Story? No, I, 
I was doing Toy Story. However, now that you said liar, liar, I'm like, ooh, the claw's the gonna, gonna get you. The claw's gonna get you. The claw. Ooh, it's the, the claw. The are you doing the Carrie Elwes? Yes. He's like totally making it weird. <laughs> I got something in my pocket for you, little guy. Ooh, it's the claw. The claw's gonna get you. And the kid's like, just, just. Uh, That's one of the most awkward scenes ever in the plane, though. It's like, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and rewatch Liar Liar. I remember really liking it. I wonder how it holds up. Speaking of awkward moments, and I really need to stop saying speaking of, please excuse me, I'm very tired. I, uh, totally laughed Coke out of my nose last night, Coca-Cola, because I got a text back from one of my girlfriends who finally watched the first pilot episode of Arrow and said that I was right about the scene with him working out in the warehouse. I'm... Is that I, the one where he's going up the thing? I, he no, does a whole bunch of, no, he does a whole bunch of different ones. It's the scene where he first goes into the warehouse in that becomes the club and their secret lair. Did you like the name of the club? I can't remember what it was. Verdant. It means green. I was going to say, but yeah, and I'm like, well, because if you remember correctly, I told you that was the scene that sold me on the series. Was him working out well and it was because it's like okay this is interesting I kind of like this I actually more want to know what happens to him on the island than what's happening in his everyday life I know but uh, like I said then there's the the scene of him working out and I'm like sold (laughs) give me a vaguely interesting plot line and some abs to look at I'm in he's and Diggle's ripped too because eventually you'll see Diggle and it's like what the fuck and I know we covered this on on a, on on a previous episode. Yes, but you and I have been reading all of the uh, new Arrow news that is teasing up to season two. Summer Glow is going to be on it. I was going to say Thea's boyfriend, who is Colton, Roy Harper. Colton Haynes, I think. Colton is his Haynes name? is the actor. Yeah, he's been upgraded to series regular. Also, I was reading. Yeah, but you knew that was good. I told you that you knew that was going to happen because he's going to end up becoming like Arsenal or Red Arrow or Something. Speedy or yeah, whatever. However, I was reading an article and they were talking about um, how season one was, you know, what happened to Oliver on the island, and season two might actually be a little bit more what happened to Slade on the island. And I'm like, ah! Did you get excited for me? Yes, that actually, I, I got excited for so, me, I'm but still. so excited. You, I, like you know, said, you, I'm, you, I'm you bring happy. it up, I love Deathstroke. I'm so, oh, there, the, you haven't seen that many screenshots out of the, the next Batman game, uh, the Arkham Origin. But the villain you're seeing the most is Deathstroke, and I'm just so... The pre-order, you get to, I think it's to get to play as him, or you get a couple of extra maps with him, and I'm like, I can't wait to play as Deathstroke. Like I said, he's my clutch player on Injustice, and oh, he's just... Um, oh, and they're going to be coming out with... Uh, he's... Um, the way like you see um, Kevin Conroy is, uh, you know, comes back as like Batman... Or Tim Daly or George Newbern as, as Superman and um, so forth and so on in, in voice acting. Uh, I am the bat. The night is mine. Oh, God, yeah, man. Fucking Con- Conroy's rad. Sorry, go but, ahead. Um, uh, but uh, speaking of Deathstroke, um, they're coming out the, the next DC animated movie, which comes out at the end of July, which is based on the uh, Jeff Johns um, Flashpoint. Um, Ron Perlman uh, uh, returns as the voice of Deathstroke. Ron Perlman, you're awesome. Fuck yeah, he is. Uh, we're actually about to hit our hour, so did you want to do our last two things? Yeah, let's wrap it up so we can start clean next week. Okay, so the internet told me I was wrong. Oh, uh, the internet, yeah. The last the corrections week, department. Yes. the la- Last week, I uh, when we were talking about... Um, 
what was Southland it? Tales. Southland Tales. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna get angry about it, but uh, I did. I did uh, uh, speak wrong. Uh, misspeak, misspoke. I, I misspoke. I, I misspoke. misspoke. Yeah, because yeah. it was in the past tense. Um, you missing the spoke to what, Doug? Your wheels look fine. I'm. Sorry. Oh, boo. Um. God, I, I hate puns. Um. But uh, yeah, I misspoke. It's Richard Kelly uh, did Southland Tales, not to be confused with. David I confused Kelly? him with David E. Kelly, who uh, worked on Boston Legal and Allie McBeal. So, yeah, no, I get it. Sorry, Internet. <laughs> Thank um, you, Internet. You told me I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So, yeah, I confused uh, Richard Kelly with, with David Kelly, so my bad. Well, for our social contract asshole, we actually have our first listener submission, so to speak. Yep, Charlotte from New Mexico. From, I, yeah, probably, I think just outside Albuquerque, New Mexico, had recommended a bar etiquette. She had something very specific that I would like to hit on that pisses me off to no end. Keep your damn hams out of my fruit tray. It's not a fucking buffet. I don't want your filthy that hands. That sounds so dirty. Keep your filthy hands out of my fruit tray. It's, it's not, not a buffet. buffet. I'm literally talking about the fruit tray. I know you're literally talking about a fruit tray, but... Like I said, I don't want your disgusting hands where I don't know they're then in the fruit. Also, frankly, you know what? You have to cut that fruit every shift. I don't cut it so you guys can fucking eat it. It's there for garnish for your drinks. I'm trying so hard to get to you for missing them out of my head, but it's so awesome he just keeps talking. I'm sorry. Put your hand out, Doug. No, Oh, bad. that was loud. Um, other bar etiquette. Okay, when you step up to the bar, know what you want to order. Know what you want to order. And that goes across the board in terms of retail. It's just, yeah. When you step up, know what you want. No, no him and Han. If you're putting in a long order, always order your Guinness first, dumbass. Everybody knows that's a long, slow pour. Also, frankly, if there's more than three people in line, don't order a drink with more than three ingredients. Don't be a douche. So, I think social contract, once again, is boils down to the same thing we say every time. Be considerate and polite, D-bag. Yeah. That's right. Consider it and polite, douche. Well, and I know that, you know, once again, we get back to the the one we did where, uh, yeah, a lot of people in line where it's like, you know, if you see one person behind the counter and there's, or, you know, especially in a bar situation where there's one bartender and you've got an entire bar full of people, you know, it's like, I know maybe you're just trying to get a fucking beer, but come on. Like, they're... Yeah, I'm going to say nine times out of ten, the person that's behind the bar or at the counter or at the register, they're working as fast and hard as they can. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, you're going to get that fucking idiot that's just dicking around. But most of the time, it's just a person trying to do their job the best that they can. Yep. So, so. yeah, keep your filthy fucking hands out of my fruit tray, douche. Social contract, asshole. <laughs> fruit douche. Just so you know, if you put your hand in my fruit tray, I am within my full legal rights to slam the lid down on your fingers. Okay, now you're just doing it on purpose. I am. <laughs> okay. All right, well, Doug and I are apparently going to take a nap now. Yeah. <laughs> So next week, hopefully, we'll be a little less caffeined and sleep-deprived. Be a bit more ranty. Rant. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Hello. Well, we have some listener questions for you if you'd like to answer them. I'd be happy to answer some questions for you. Anita Blank of St. Louis asks, What TV are you watching right now? I really like the TV show with the old white women bitching about their lives. Especially when they go to the bar. Are you talking about Cougar Town? Yes, Cougar Town Abbey. Uh, 
what? Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for Omos Bacon and Banjo!